to my wonderful, growing podcast listeners, the presenters. Thanks for rocking with me every Wednesday when a new episode is posted. We've got some football! There are some great insights on quarterback reads on progressions, best three techs in the game, posting workouts for the gram, and insider details about HBL's hard knocks. This is a good one. Thanks for listening. My guest is in the studio right now. But we're looking for a personality and a distinctive voice. I am tickled to death at what an idiot I am. Make fun of myself before someone else made fun of me. Have you ever been pochy? <laughs> I am right now. You always want to do stuff that is different and challenging. Is this fiction? What's happening here? But I need you to talk for like for two minutes. Please. This is the Cabbie Presents Podcast. The last time I saw this man, we were at a joint NFL camp in Michigan in 2018. The Giants and the Lions held scrimmages while sorting out their squads. He played for his childhood team, the Detroit Lions, as he grew up across the Detroit River in Windsor, Ontario. But opportunity knocked across the country. So he's taking his talents to the Bay to suit up for the Oakland Raiders in 2019. A great blocker, a fierce competitor, pretty good hands, and a Super Bowl champion. Luke Wilson, welcome back to the Cabby Presents podcast, sir. Appreciate it, man. That, that, that juice right there, man. I'm hyped. Let's go right now. <laughs> You've got that down. Let's go get some wind sprints in and no maybe doubt. run a couple of hills a la Jerry Rice and Carl Malone. Guys that are just before, I mean, Carl Malone didn't play football, but yeah. guys who I remember running hills in the summertime yes. in order to get their work in. That one hill for Jerry Rice is like pretty infamous around all the uh, NFL guys. That, and the rumor was he used to catch bricks. Jerry Rice? Yes, like that's how he had these good hands. I, I've never confirmed that, but apparently he used to catch bricks, man. <laughs> that's what they said. Wait, but who would throw them? <laughs> I, I, I'm i not that deep into the story, <laughs> but I'm like 95% sure that's his MO. He ran that hill and he caught bricks. That sounds like urban legend, but it sounds like, yeah, maybe that's true. But then who, yes. how how far were bricks being thrown? I, that's then, a great question, but if I'm Jerry Rice and someone's like, yo, man, heard you got great hands from catching bricks, I'd be like, yeah, that's exactly what I did, whether, whether I did it or not. <laughs> you would feed into that legend. Yeah, I mean, just... like you said, when you're, I mean, he's the greatest of all time, so it's like one of those things where even with, not that I know this, but I feel like probably a lot of stuff, not a lot, but some of the stories with Michael probably Jordan? Get, yes, get exaggerated over time. But if I'm Michael, I'd never deny any of it. That's a, that's a good point. As long as they're good ones. Yes, yes, for sure. I'd like to start this um, podcast with the toughest questions first. I like that. Which baseball team owns your rights? The Blue Jays. Still? I would assume so. Listen, they still they need a left-handed bat and some pitching. So yeah. are you... Yeah, I mean, I know you're 28, but, you know, baseball careers can last into their... How old is Bartolo Colon? Like I mean, the guy... 50, I, and he's about 350? No doubt, no Big doubt. sexy? No doubt. Just throwing cheese up there, man. And yeah, and I think it was last... Like, he still does strike out a few... No doubt. At now the end of a couple of years ago, did he? I think he hit a home, a home run, run, which was incredible. Just watching that dude chug around the bases. Baseball is always that like one sport. When I'm not trying to down like degrade any baseball players because these guys have to have. I mean, they're playing 162 games. It's all day, but sometimes I'm like, man, these body types come on there. I'm like, <laughs> this dude's a pro athlete making tens of millions of dollars right here. Like, what is this guy? He, they look like trash. Not all of them. <laughs> But I'm like, geez, Bags man. of milk. Yes, yes. He's got the milk bag body. What's going on here? He's like, oh, that's one of the best baseball players on planet Earth. I'm like, damn, dude. I don't, 
Looks like they're living the dream, man, from the I, outside in. Listen, I, I saw one of my earliest experiences going into an NFL locker room. I went to the Arizona Cardinals, and I saw Adrian Wilson, who was a free safety. That yeah. dude's body was built out of marble. Yeah. And I just saw the dude's back, and I was like, oh, there's so many muscles on his back. Yeah. And then... Conversely, I went. To, I actually went to the Detroit Tigers, and um, Miguel Cabrera was there at the time. I think actually Prince Fielder, way different body, <laughs> body types, more similar to mine. And I am not a professional athlete, nor have I dedicated thirty years of my life just to, to high performance and training. So to your point, yeah, uh, that's right. But anyway, but listen, the Blue Jays they can they could use a left-handed bat, and they're currently somewhere between twenty-five and thirty games under five hundred. I this is not coming from Mark Shapiro, but are you potentially interested in joining the Blue Jays because they could use your help? Am I interested? Yeah, of course. Are they interested? <laughs> Absolutely not. They shouldn't be. Okay. As long as you <laughs> can right. still rake in batting practice, I could definitely hit a bunch of bombs. But if you need somebody to go out there. You know, put a show on in BP and then come out and go 0 for 3 with two strikeouts and a pop-up. I'm your guy. And then just be an absolute defensive liability. <laughs> if they're looking for that role player, I'm him. Yeah. Sold. I think, yes. uh, yeah, I think, I think someone's going to go deep into their email archives and just read and then find that contract. And yes. be like, oh, let's Money dust ball. This off Money ball. That's exactly what we want. You and know? Listen, as long as you get on base, Luke. Yes. That's that's where the value is. Scoring runs and getting on base. For at least a week, if I could get on base, which is a huge if, I feel like I can still run a little bit and I don't look like it. You know, you see a six foot five dude out there like this guy, I could probably steal a couple bases. Nice. I swear on that. That's I mean, I don't know if I get the good jump like off the pitcher, <laughs> but I at least like he, it's not one of those, you know, you see those third base coaches like, God, oh, this should be an easy run when the guy's round third, but like, no, this guy can barely walk, let alone run. Right. Like I wouldn't be that guy. <laughs> You know? It's all about angles when you cut uh, to go yes. down the third baseline to home. Dude, you should be faster than 90% of MLB players. I would say that I'm I, I'm not trying to be like boastful, but I would say that I if I wasn't, I'd be upset. There's right. definitely guys in the league that can just fly. I think Tim Anderson is one dude from the White Sox who's for just sure. got wheels for days. For sure, and I'm not saying that I'm gonna, I could walk into the MLB and be top five fastest guys, so I don't want anybody thinking that. But I'd be surprised if I wasn't at least number three or four on every team. <laughs> Some of these guys, you see them running around, I'm like, dude, this will be like an infield single for sure, and they're being thrown out by six steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they're running in quicksand out there. <laughs> okay, so uh, okay. speaking of slow, you're a former quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Yeah. He showed off his beer-chugging skills after Aaron Rodgers – was shown courtside during the Milwaukee Bucks Toronto Raptors series in Eastern Conference Finals. He couldn't finish. He was trying to chug a beer and he couldn't finish it. And he put the finger up. He's like, "Hold on, give me a second. Matthew Stafford later that night was at I a saw, bar I with saw a, that with our punter. I believe. I believe our punter was there, Sam Martin. Right, and yes. just chugged the beer like he. That was maybe the quickest he's moved in <laughs> <laughs> that season. Um, using beers as a reference point. How was your season with the Detroit Lions? Was it like? A two four, uh, um, just like um, just definitely. to drown out some of your sorrows. It was a few drinks here and there because it was a half decent season. So for me personally, or for the Detroit Lions? Well, okay, we know the Detroit. weren't you guys six and ten? Yeah, it was not a okay. Great so year. that's a two four. So for but me, but for you personally, um, not that I did this. All right, let's put that out there. Not that I did this, but hypothetically, let's say to. You're you're in high school, you know. Maybe you're 17 or 18, and you're, you're trying to sneak out some beer from the beer store because one of your buddies has a fake ID. Okay, 
You Shout all, out to McLovin. Yes. You all you know, scrounge together your $6 that you have laying around, and you get the cheapest beer out there. And you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And you take that first sip of the beer, and you're like, wow, this is one of the worst things I've ever tasted. But you're 18, and you can't show weakness at that point. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I would describe how my season went personally. You know, Going oh. into it, I was pretty hyped. I'm like, man, I just got a, a case of beer. We're underage. Yes. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it was like, dude, this is going to be a little bit rough. Right, you know, is that a good analogy? That's a pretty I, good one. Yeah, I think I think any of the can anybody you relate to that. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. And I and I think of like those early. I think it was like one of them was Wildcat for us. There's a beer called Wildcat. That sounds disgusting. <laughs> That's exactly how the season went for your boy over here. <laughs> I think we had Mad Dog. Do you remember Mad Dog? Yep, that was yeah. Also, Vile, Vile. And actually, yeah. the first time I tried OE. Yeah. Only because it was like OE and yes. like Snoop yes. had rapped about it, Dr. Dre, like the West Coast, those dudes like, you know, yeah. sipping, uh, you know, Old English. It, malt liquor is not, not that, t- it's certainly not to like a 17 year old, 18 year old kid. It's not like, oh, ideal. It's kind of, yes. You're not a dude that's like very demon. You're demonstrative when you score touchdowns, which is awesome. Yeah. Open up the gates of yeah. of heaven or earth when you, ah, that's where that primordial scream comes from. <laughs> that's right. That's which right. I love. And so, but you're not one of these dudes that like stomps around on the sidelines if you're not getting enough yeah. targets or, so how do you communicate to a quarterback when you're like, you're either beating your coverage or you're finding space in the secondary? Is it like, do you just a look or is it like any kind of signal? I mean, I don't yeah. want you to give them no, away, but you. what, what, how do you signal to your, to your play caller that, Hey, give, give so, me some attention. For me, I've been pretty fortunate in the sense of the two guys that I've played with are both like very premier guys with Russell yeah. in Seattle and, and Matt Stafford last year. So like, I, like for example, last year, I don't tell Stafford a damn thing, all right, because he knows what he's doing. Like, and I always say when I see guys like, and even for fans, it's like, oh, this guy was open. It's like, yeah, but that's not necessarily like. There's progressions they have to go through. They don't understand. Like, okay, I. I was blocked by. We've got a six foot four, three tech that's right in my face right now, and I can't really look right. I got to move left. I got to make quick decisions. So it's like being open and being wide open. I'll be a little upset if I'm the number one guy in progression, or if I'm the two guy and the coverage shows like throw to the two guy. Like sometimes it's like okay, I'm the number four guy here. Yeah, I won, but like this ball, although I'm open, shouldn't actually come to me. So if something like that like does happen, I will like my general thought is like, yo, I'll go up and be like, hey man, if you're in trouble or this that and the other, like I'm really winning on this route backside or whatever. But uh, I don't really have that worry as much um, with the guys that I played with in the past because like last year, Matt Stafford, this guy's dialed in, man. Like he knows it's not like he's just playing backyard football out there. This guy knows where the ball should be thrown, if that makes sense. It does make sense. And I, I, I like how you say, I'm winning. Yeah. But like, that's the expression that you guys use when you're on your 1v1 battles with yes, yes. whoever's covering you. Whether it's a, a lot of it, too, goes to coaching, too. So it's like, at that level, um, I was actually telling someone this the other day, but it's like, I'm a little biased, but I think coaching in football is probably the most important compared to all of the other team sports. We probably have 10 guys on offense, and each of them have like a legitimate role. It's not like, yo, this guy's just there buying time to like be a stepping stone. It's like, no, on game day, like our tight end coach needs to know exactly what we're doing. He needs to see that and be like, hey, Luke's running this. We've got this kind of leverage. Like, keep this in mind. He's got to be relaying this information to the OC because 
the OC is in the middle of a crazy chess game every, you know, he's trying to put us in the best position to win. Yeah. Again, I think that a lot of times when you get these guys that kind of throw the crazy antics on the sideline, uh, depending on the situation, a lot of those should be either one more directed towards the offensive coordinator, and two, you should have a little sympathy for these quarterbacks. Man, I got to go out there and be like, yo, Luke, on this play, you got a 10 yard out route. This guy's got six, five or six guys coming to rush him. He's got a blitz coming off the weak side. The DN just dropped, and there's 12 routes going on. Like, not 12, but three different route yeah, calls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to make progression. It's like, hey, miss one. Like, oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't know if I'd be able to find one, let alone miss one, you know? So I don't really feel like it's my place to tell these quarterbacks what the hell they should be doing. You mentioned Russell Wilson just a few yes. mi- moments ago. And Russell used to have like almost like a mini, mini camp where he, him yes, and the receivers yes. would go oh, Hawaii. Great. Or whatever. You guys did that two or three times, right? Yes. Like 13, 14, 15, or yep. 14 to 16 or something like that. Now, your new quarterback, Derek Carr, has he organized anything like that? Or have you played catch with him so far this summer while in preparation for the yeah, 19 so, season? Like you're saying outside of the OTA stuff. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh... And you can explain what Russell used to do. Yeah, so it was actually a lot of fun. Um, Russ, the first year we went to Hermosa Beach. You know, everybody loves Hermosa Beach. They, they really do. Yeah, it's for, a great for, place. Yeah, for obvious actually, I reasons. Think you, I think you were down there the one year. I may have been. I think we linked up at Hermosa <laughs> Beach one year, man. I think that might have happened, right? This has been a half a decade ago, but I'm pretty sure. Anyways. Uh, Shout out to Jamba Juice. That's yeah. the only kind of juice that I was consuming in Hermosa Beach. <laughs> so, um Usually he would do it before uh, going back to off season. So be like, hey, we're gonna head back into which is mid April. He'd set something up like, yo, I've got uh, you know when you're big time like Russ, you usually have the big airline sponsorships. <laughs> right, like, Alaska, yes, Alaska yes, Airlines. Yes. So you guys, like, yeah. yo, you got a first class ticket. You got to call this, that, and the other. He'd set it up. It'd be all great, uh, and it'd be one of those things where we'd you know work out in the morning, get a solid amount of routes in, something like that, and then. Set up some like team bonding events afterwards. Was karaoke one of them? It was not. It was not. I'm trying to think of. We might have went bowling the one year. Bowling's fun. That's yeah. legit. And especially when you have big guys flinging these bowling balls that have never like bowled before, it's usually pretty comical. Right. I mean, the best case scenario for strikes is not necessarily throwing it down the middle. It's throwing it so hard that the pins rattle around <laughs> off the side. <laughs> you know and saying? they take out the other pins. Yes, it's just like really aggressive carnage in there, man. <laughs> you feel me? That's my strategy. <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, if it goes down the middle, it's great. But at least if you can clip these things and just get them, like... Almost to explode. Yes, exactly. At the end of the exactly. lane. And it, even not to just go down the bowling thing, but it's, like, suspenseful when the thing's, like... You just nicked it enough where it's like wiggling back and forth. It's like, <laughs> did you have enough strength to get this thing down? But uh, so we do kind of some team bonding stuff. Um, then the, we went Hermosa. The one year we did Hawaii, which was really cool. Uh, first time in Hawaii. Have you ever been to Hawaii? I have not, no. To be honest with you, man, it was a little, uh, I was 24, 25 at the time. It was a little couple-y. Uh, I don't know yeah. if I'd go back. Right, right, right. No disrespect to Hawaii, but, you know, when you're, you're single, 24-year-old, that's not the place to be. Right. Uh, to your point, actually, counterpoint, yes. good friend of mine, Hawaii yeah. is his move, and his move is hotel lobby bar yeah. or restaurant bar. And then if there are any single yeah. ready-to-mingle uh, ladies out there, then yeah. they will find – I mean, he's a good, I mean, he's like, yeah. he's a good-looking dude. Like, he's like 6'2". Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is his Hawaii move. I'm like, God, you're just going to Waikiki for six days? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, to do what? Just to – 
be in nature or wherever it is. But then we come back with a nice handful of stories. Yeah. I appreciate you. you. I got you. Sorry, please. Is a, Hawaii is generally so a couple's maybe destination. Maybe there's a niche in there. He's saying this guy's got a niche. <laughs> no, he, there. Found, he found that one. Uh, uh, the the mar- he, He's working in the margins. Yes, the yes. small margins, but he's having some success. In no the doubt. Good for him, man. <laughs> that's that's econ one hundred and one right there. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's educated. All right, but uh, anyway, so we went to Hawaii. Sorry, I'm getting off track. No, I love it. I love uh, it. Went to Hawaii. Uh, we did one year in Hollywood in L.A. Uh, did, went did everything at USC, which was kind of cool. Like, there's a lot of history at the USC stuff, so kind of being around there is uh, was pretty neat. Um, and to answer your question, this is where I kind of feel bad. Was we did do a two day thing with Oakland, and it was somewhat recently, but uh, I didn't go, man. Oh, that's why you feel bad. I didn't go. That's or was why it I feel a disaster? Bad. No, and that's why you feel bad. It was like a last-minute thing. I was kind of uh, schedule-wise all over the map, um, and I was in Florida, and I had my flight booked home to kind of see the family before I head out. So it was one of those things where I was like, all right, if I, I got to leave Florida, head to Cali for like a two-day, and it was I think this one was a little more laid back, and then go back to Detroit, drive over the border for a few days. I was like, it's a lot on the body. I was in a pretty strict training regimen at the time. Okay. I hope Derek Carr doesn't hate me, man. I haven't seen him since. I guess you'll, well, you'll find out. I don't think he will, but we'll find out. You'll find out how many balls get tossed your way. <laughs> That's in the right. Like, season. am I going to get the stank eye when I show up next week? I don't know. Hopefully not. <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to Emmanuel Sanders recently, and um, he works with that uh, the footwork. Have you seen the footwork king on like Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram, uh, Rashad? Um, yes, I've seen some of the clips. Rashad Whitfield is this dude's name. Okay. And uh, and a lot of dudes. Um, they like to show the work that they're putting in in the offseason via social media, which yeah. is cool because the audience like will get to see these crazy footwork drills or just yeah. like guys rehabbing. And you're a dude that you don't show us. You might show us like the aftermath where you're posing with like a, yes. a training coach at a facility, but you're not like James Harrison, like yeah. dragging 40, 45-45s on a sled he's, with his frigging neck. Go. Yeah, he's the go when it comes in to that stuff. In a 5X sweat, sweatsuit. Or even like don't, just got home from a road game and it's like, yo, I, I didn't even go home. I landed at Remember one that? Now I'm deadlifting 700 pounds. It's like, dude, you had a seven-hour flight on the body and played 40 NFL snaps, man. Like, it's impressive. It is. So how come you don't show, like, why do you, why do you make that decision not to show us there's, that yeah, part of your world? There's a, uh, a couple of reasons. One is it's kind of like an unwritten code amongst a lot of the guys. Like, even the posts that I do post, I will immediately get guys like, oh, sweet man, you working out? Like, you think nobody else is? <laughs> So maybe part of it is the peer pressure. Shout out Nick Ballore, current Seattle Seahawks fullback, okay, <laughs> former Detroit Lions fullback. This guy is just hounding me on social media. Okay, but uh, so that's part of it. Okay. Another part of it is I don't have anyone to film it. Oh, okay. Like some of these guys who are like sitting there, I'm like, who the hell is filming this, man? Like I work out generally by myself with a like athletic trainer. I'm never when I say by myself, like I pretty much always have a set of eyes on me, but I'm not a small group guy. And if I am, it's usually like other NFL dudes. So it's not like we're sitting there. This isn't like in- Instagram chicks at the beach here. Like, <laughs> hey, can you? Her boyfriend's taking the photo, man. That's not how these things work. Have you seen that account, boyfriends yes, of Instagram? Yes, just tremendous, tremendous, man. And then the last thing I would say. And this is this is God's honest truth, man. This might be a little funny. 
I appreciate this, when by the way. I was, uh, part of the reason I do put on there, um, like the odd tidbit, or like I'll put on like, hey, man, great this, great that, is because when I was younger, there was kind of a rumor circulating around about me that I was a bit of a party boy. Okay. That stuff like gets up to GMs and such. Oh. And it's like, yo, this guy doesn't take this job serious, man. What's he doing? What's he? Then it's like, that's something that I don't like about social media. And I know a guy who legitimately told me, he's like, man, I went into a facility once, put 225 on the bar, set up a little box. He had shorts and a tee on, got under the bar. Had somebody film him doing a box step up with 225 pounds on his back. Oh, wow. Put it on Instagram, racked the bar, and left. And it's like, you don't really know, like, what the hell everyone's really doing. And it's like, so my biggest thing was, as, like, a player, depending on, your like, your situation, and you know me, like, I'm a more laid-back guy. If you're a pretty, like, serious, like, hey, I'm a family man, I'm a, not too many GMs are worried about what you're doing, but, like, I legitimately think that there are some GMs out there that are kind of like, not so much now, I've been in the league, but when I was in year two, year three, like rumors circulate about guys, man. It's like, oh, if all you see is me on social media just being a buffoon, it's like these guys make, oh, this guy's a party dude, like blah, 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 yeah, blah. Yeah, he's not serious, that sort of thing. So it's like I kind of like to let, I mean, dude, don't worry, I, I like to have fun, but uh, you got to like, for me, especially on social media, like I don't really put a ton of party stuff on there um, for that exact reason. And I don't put a ton of really anything on there, but I'll put like kind of like, hey, I was in Florida for two weeks. So that if anybody is like, oh, what's this guy all about? <laughs> I, I know it sounds like cool, no, no, but no, that's listen, the industry, man. No, that's, that's part of what you, I mean, part of it is just your image. Yeah. And I appreciate you taking us behind, behind the curtain. That's literally how my brain works sometimes. I'm like, I can't be on here like. Hey, what's up? I'm at Marble in Toronto tonight. <laughs> shut up, my guy. Shut up, my guy, Peter. Peter Gurgis. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, my guy, I'm going to see him. I haven't told him in town, man. I'm going to see him this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't no, tell yeah. him. Any, then I'm in big trouble. Yes, then you're going to show uh, up in his uh, Instagram story, et cetera. Uh, and, and thank you for letting us know that that's what you do as you, you rack the 225 on your that's shoulder. That's not me, man. It's not me. <laughs> I looked at with the straight you bar never doing buy. step ups <laughs> uh, or box jumps. Dude, you will never find me with a. I don't. I'm not a big step up guy, so that's not me, man. Did you see what Miles Garrett was doing? That dude was. He was I think squatting. He, had, he was squatting the house. I man. think he was doing box jumps with two fifties or two hundred. Yes, I did see that. I did see that. And that dude's already what two eighty five. He's got to be up there. I did see that whole thing, and I'm like, I mean, it was very impressive. Did you see the Aaron Donald? He was doing football. Again, yes. another dude that's like. He's two- a guy that I'm more familiar with because when I was in Seattle playing him with the Rams every year, it'd be like. Oh, so you'd always, uh, coming off no, the line. No, I, either- I wouldn't really. I mean, they'd have an odd, only that week. I mean, tight ends usually don't block the three techs, but it was like every single time we played the Rams, uh, whatever you want to call them, St. Louis for the first half, then L.A., it was always like, hey, we got a new uh, run play this weekend. We're going to try and trap Aaron Donald at the tight end. I'm like. So that's you yeah, doing that. That's great. <laughs> that's guys. you doing that work. Like that. But I get it. Like they're trying to keep him off balance. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he hasn't seen this. If we can get one of these in early now, maybe he's looking around like, okay, I got to be aware of something else. But, uh, so how did it go, how did it go for dude, you? Not well, man. What do you mean? Not well. I mean, <laughs> they put me in a position to win, but it's not like I'm going to ever sit here and like me and Aaron Donald face off mono e mono here. Like it's, I'm looking for a stalemate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
I'm hoping to catch I just want to get looking. a push. Yes, I just yeah. try to get a I mean, let's get the plus plus on the on the grade from the film and let's move on. But uh so So you okay, so you, it didn't surprise me to see that. Do you know the video I'm talking about? Yeah, I know exactly the video oh, you're talking my, about. Oh my god. And the guy is like he's so agile for his yes, body type or body to, size. I'm telling you he's like that on film too, man. So it's like you see this guy like we'd play not now but my year 2, my year 3, even year one, I wasn't playing as much year one, but it was like we'd play these guys and uh and it'd be like like they weren't that good. But we always had a hard time with them. Always. It would be like their record at the end of the year was seven and nine. And, and those like are the years eight, where we were the Jeff Fisher yes, head you know coach years. And, yeah, yeah. and we were sitting there, you know, won the Super Bowl, lost the Super Bowl, and the next two years went to the playoffs and lost to the team from who ended up winning the NFC in Carolina and then Atlanta. Like we were had some pretty good squads in Seattle. And it'd be like every year was like, man, we're gonna go into St. Louis or LA and the game would be like thirteen to seven. Like it'd just be this grimy and it was always like, <laughs> dude, the guy is just I mean, he's a killer in there, man. He you gotta change your game plan to like he will blow any run game up that he feels like. Except in the Super Bowl. Yes. Which was, but which was a defense I think it was thirteen three Patriots, which was yes. someone from the Patriots someone on the defensive side of the Patriots should have won MVP. And I can't remember specifically yes. that game, but um, Even that, I know he wasn't like getting crazy, like stats that game. But it's like you don't think that they were sitting there all week. Like, hey man, we've got to change a run game. We got to make sure yeah. you're doubling. Like, we got to take Aaron Donald out of his thing. And Tom Brady goes out and only puts 13 points up. Yeah, which is kind of which is great. That's why crazy. it was such a great defensive game. Yes. Okay, I got a couple more popular trends. You just went on about how so you don't you really use social media the way that many other people do in the regular Instagram chicks or whatever and yeah. idiots like me. Um, <laughs> and over the past I don't know three four years, certain hugely popular trends come up. And I wonder if you've ever done one and just recorded it but never posted it or posted it and later took it down. For instance, there was like the Harlem Shake, which yeah. is like you know the built to the huge yes, the yes. beat drop and everybody's acting. Okay, so there's a Harlem Shake. Then there's Ice Bucket Challenge, which was the greatest one ever. Yeah. Uh, people took that to crazy levels. Mannequin Challenge is frozen. There was uh, the In Your Feelings Challenge. Shout out to Shiggy in New York yep, who yep, started yep, it. Yep, yep. Kiki, are you right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Bottle Cap Challenge, most yep. more recently. And then, uh, uh, so have you done any of these published and then later deleted? Because you're like, you got peer pressured by who's yes. the dude, the fullback from Nick from, Ballor, man. <laughs> Nick Ballor. On me. Just on in me. your comments, yes. like I just the Every side time. eye or just eyeballs. Or he's sending me the DM like you're a loser, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, I'm like, damn, bro, I can't sneak anything by this guy. <laughs> he's probably got your account as an alert. Like no, anytime you post, no, no it just doubt. comes up on his phone. Um. I haven't done and even attempted any of them. Uh, a few reasons. One is just simply about staying in my lane, man. Like, there's a lot of things that my body does well, and these dances are not one of them. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they're just simply not one of them. Are uh, you like Kevin James and Hitch, where you just like you just stay right in the pocket, like yeah, you're just right yes, here? Yes. When right. Will Smith's like, I just yeah. need you to be right, right here. I would I would say it's a fair assessment. Okay. I would say it's and then two, uh, 
This might go a little conspiracy right here, man. This oh, I like get, this. Can we go into this? Of course, because then we can go right okay. to Face App. Yeah. Being, oh, oh, perfect. Like I'm going to go right there. I'm gonna okay. right there. I'm the, going to go right there. Owned by the Russian. Yes, I'm going Russian right to the Russian thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so and they're like, like, oh, your face is going to look 40 years. This yeah. is how you're going to look when we take over the world. So we know <laughs> who to look for. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm into this. Do you know how they do like trending based on your location? Yeah, on Twitter I spend or whatever. Most of the year in America. But it's like, dude, I cannot go on Twitter and escape politics. You just can't do it. Yeah. And it's like, it's kind of a weird, weird world for like anybody who considers themselves central or in the center because it's like, no, dude, you're either over here or you're over there. Yeah. And if you're not, I hate you. And that's like how I just feel like Twitter is. I'm like, man, I, I just want to go on there. Like, what happened to the fun days of Twitter, man? Like five or six years ago, there was funny stuff trending on my page. <laughs> now it's just an absolute bloodbath on there. <laughs> and now it's the the Russian. I don't collusion, no collusion. Let's just leave that for all the, the media pundits to figure out. But the one thing that everyone's agreed on is that these guys are making up fake people. And oh, the fake, deep fakes. The deep fakes are is like an actual thing. Like this isn't a conspiracy. And the groups to like antagonize each other and like start like these riots. Yeah, yeah. And then actually my boy Mark Maris, who might be in the room right now, <laughs> is is putting my face on face app the other day. I'm looking like I'm ninety years old. The next day I wake up, I go on Twitter and I'm like, dude, great. Now the Russian whatever, the ex KGB has my facial recognition, man. Yeah, I'm right there. I was a friend who done it to me, too, and I yes. pur- purposely. Mark Maris, bad guy, man. <laughs> bad, bad guy, Mark. That's Maris. a couple of strikes on his account. Yes, on but, his uh, profile. What I'm saying is, like, so to answer your question, is like I just kind of like I keep I stick to my own lane on there. I'm not doing too many of the challenges. Uh, I just I kind of post here and there. My my guy who helps me run it, who's also named Mark Maris, might be the same guy. <laughs> Is always ragging me to post more. Right. We've got to get Mark Maris in the gym while you're doing your yes. your footwork. So you're doing your box jumps. Yeah. And you're doing whatever then, explosive friggin' drills yeah, you're doing. There's no doubt. He he would probably enjoy doing that, but the problem is he has an actual job right, and okay. lives in a cool place called Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. That, so it's that a is tough a cool... sell to be like, hey, man, you want to come to Windsor to film some Instagram <laughs> stuff? Just, hey, I got a two-bedroom condo. <laughs> just live in the other bedroom for like, six, right. like three, That's four right. days. Yeah. Just record some, just create some content and stuff. I'm with you on the face app, and I and I didn't get upset with some friends of mine, but I have seen my own face age 40 years because yeah. it's like everybody was doing it. It was like fun. And I'm sure in six months there'll be another thing that people yes. will be enamored with, and that will be the new popular trend. But like, now here's I already, a question. Yeah, go ahead. Because uh, I'm not trying to toot your horn here, man. But it's like you're you're a Canadian. You're a legend, man. Oh, uh, Canadian Abby goes out. Canadian, every, but then the legend I'm working on. Come on now, man. So it's like, dude, everybody in in the sporting world for sure knows. Like, I mean, I've been watching you since I was 12. Appreciate you. Okay, you know what I'm saying back on. I don't know if I'm allowed to say yeah, this, of course, man, the but score, back of course. on the score, yeah, of man. So. What I'm saying is, like, do you ever get worried that when you post stuff, it's kind of also, like, I don't know if you've had any situations where you'll be like, yo, man, I'm here. Like, how's everybody doing? And then it's like, so like, people will find you on these Instagram pages, man. They'll, okay, so- they'll find out who you're following. They'll be able to, like, piece things together about your life. They'll, oh, he unfollowed this guy. He followed this guy. Oh, he posted from here. He's doing this. He's doing that. It's like... I've nothing too crazy, like where I'm like really, but it, there's been a few times where I was like a privacy thing too, and I'm not like mad at Instagram or anything like that, but I'm just kind of like, 
yo, this is kind of trippy that someone has put this all together and like figured out exactly where I'm going to be or what I'm going to do. The simple answer to that is, I'm not as desirable as you. No, I don't so, want to hear that. No, man. It's, a, it's a true story. Uh, let's see you so at no, Marvel. Let's see you at Marvel. <laughs> Nobody cares what cereal I eat, although Captain Crunch is delicious. Nobody cares what restaurants I go to. I don't know if or, I believe in that, man. Or I, what I saw you out one night in Toronto, man. Yeah, I saw you out. Likewise. And King Street is a fun place to be when you just want to like cut loose for a night and have some uh, adult juice. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so no one's really checking. No one's really checking for me. When you're in the in the public eye, uh, I am to a very small degree. I mean, you are much, much uh, uh, higher. Ele- you're on a higher elevated platform, obviously, because you're a champion and and you're in the NFL. So, like, it's not. It's not. We don't have similar experiences, my friend. So, so I you're don't, saying that's you're, that's not a worry of yours. No, no. Again, nobody's checking for me. I'll be on know, the man. I'll be on the bus, the public bus, and someone might be like, "Can we take a photo?" I'm like, "Sure," but yeah. it's not like I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm going to see Khalid in concert or Anderson Pac. And I say, oh, I can't wait for the concert. And then people are like, yo, I knew you were going to be here. So like, I don't, don't have get, that. Like, you don't get, hey, man, I'm going to put on my Instagram story, yo, I'm at, yo, I'm whatever, I don't know. I, I've been giving Marvel shout-out left and right here, another Toronto spot, uh, just, like, chilling and somebody's showing up, being like, what's no, up? No, that's never happened. Or I was you got a- somebody hit you up, like, yo, you're in Toronto? Why didn't you tell me? What are you doing? Every you once in a while, out. a couple of those. Yeah, you got any Raiders gear that you can come drop <laughs> off? I'm like, dude, I don't even Already? have it. Yeah, I, I mean, this is like a real thing, and it's like weird because I'm very bad. It's embarrassing to say, but I'm very, very bad with names. I'm very good with faces. What's the hack that you do to try to remember somebody's name? My go-to is if I'm with my boys, I'll be like, "Oh, have you met my boy Mark before?" Just because Mark's sitting right here. And then and what if you're boy. what if you're solo at the airport or something? Then I, I I'm the I play it's bad but I play the dummy card. I'm like, oh, what's up, bro? How you been, man? What's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you, my guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's go. <laughs> I try to piece it together quickly. Now, have you then, ever had the one where it's you don't recognize the face or the name? Yes. That's always like, and I'll I I have a very bad poker face, so I get the white ghost on that one. I'm like, who is this guy? Why does he know me? And why is he being so friendly? Right. Mainly, I mean, it's 99 percent of the time males agreed yeah me too yeah we work in sports i mean yes. we're just you know like just that's the, the the audience is yes. just most generally dudes this summer your team will be featured on hbo's hard knocks yes yes as a player what have you heard about yeah the experience being featured on this award-winning show on hbo yeah so i've heard as a player it's brutal and i'll tell you why so like, let's say right now i mean obviously we're on camera we know what's going on but like this is a similar room in here to a meeting room in in the NFL for tight ends. Obviously, like if you have the team, there's bigger rooms. But each facility you go to, it's like you've got your team meeting room. There's an offense and defensive room, and then there's a position room for everything. And it's like, I mean, you're grown men. Don't get me wrong, but like especially during training camp, there's a lot of bitching. Let's go. Yeah, uh, fine. We can edit fine. Bitching's out, all right? Yeah. I mean, just kind of like disgruntled, like dudes, like man, this. Long day. I've been in a hotel for ten days. I'm thirty years old. I don't like people checking my curfew. Blah blah blah. You're getting your brain punched in. That usually sets up an atmosphere for a lot of bitching. Okay, got it. I'm not a huge bitcher, but I think everybody falls suit. Like, oh, my body feels like death today. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, you can't have conversations with hard knocks. I've been told because the cameras are in the corners of every meeting room, rolling twenty four seven. So it's like. I mean, let's say you're on a team. It's like, dude, like, I just had a hard day. Somebody pissed you off a little bit. 
And it's like you confide, like your boys right there, like, man, this coach like really bothered me today. I mean, it'd be a little more, again, it's usually not that buttoned up. It'd be a little more profane. Yes. And a little more authentically honest. Or like, man, I really hope we don't do this today. Or I really hope that this or that, or I'm not looking forward to this. Or, or the other way, like, man, I really hope this like goes down. It's like, now you're just always watching yourself. Like, Big Brother is all, this is what I've been told, like, always watching. And the moment you say something like, man, this coach pissed me off today or, or whatever. That's going in the show? They said it could, and it's like, oh, you know, let's say they do a feature on so-and-so. It's like, you know, they've got that weird, like, today on HBO Hard Yo, Liam Schreiber is the yes, man. His voiceovers like, are sick. sick. But it's like, Shout out know, to Ray Donovan. Not all, the co- not all the players love this coach or, like, or love the camp schedule, and then they take that tidbit out of you being like, you know, your one moment of weakness. It's like, it's just a really bad look. Right. Like, yeah, I don't want to be tracked during training camp. They said the only, they told us the only safe place is in your actual hotel room. Really? That's where the cameras, the cameras, they said, are everywhere. Right. The other thing that, just to go the other way, is apparently I've heard from a few guys, they're like, just wait. You'll get a lot of guys that haven't said a word, all of OTAs, all of a sudden become Captain America. (laughs) HBO's there. (laughs) Oh, okay. Everyone's like, oh, we're going to work hard today. We're going to do this, that, and the other. It's like, all right, dude, let's just try and keep this thing authentic. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yes. So yes. I've heard that it's a bit of a uh, mess um, for the player standpoint. I'm kind of on the fence right now of whether I should do some like trolling of HBO. Got that little walking way? in like day one with maybe a t shirt that says Netflix greater than HBO. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was also going to go down like the whole. Uh, they told me a couple, I consulted a few people. They're like, this is, that's not a good idea. But I was going to just make like these barbaric claims about HBO on t shirts like HBO supports big game hunting in Africa. <laughs> you know, like just super offside stuff. <laughs> like HBO denies trail. climate change, like just stuff like that that'll maybe, and it, like nothing would tickle my heart more if I was getting interviewed and they had to blur my shirt out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I was told that I should probably. Not do that. Yeah, so. they, they, listen, they'll have the last lap. They had the final edit, and, and then kind of the you could be, you know, you could have like uh, some confrontation with a teammate, yeah. or you could be like, maybe you're just taking a moment for yourself. You're just thinking about something, but then they're playing like quirky music, and it just looks, you look like you're exactly. in your own little world, like you're some kind of space cadet, yes. just like do do do, like whatever. But then you're just thinking of like the progressions or whatever. A one hundred percent. You got to be careful. Yes. Yeah, so that's kind of what a I lot do of like. Guys I do said. like the idea of trolling, but then yes. in the actual real world, then you. They might, they might get you at the end. Get me at the end, which uh, one who laughs last laughs best. You know what I'm saying? I like that. And uh, I don't think I'll have the last laugh with HBO. <laughs> so I'm going down the straight and narrow, man. Well, I, I listen. I look forward to to watching because it's it's very compelling and it's beautifully shot and it's very well written. Yeah. And hopefully, you get like you know when some of the athletes are featured, you might get a day like. You're like, oh, you're going to a yoga studio, whatever, just to get your mind off of football. Or, you know, there's like you're doing a day at the yeah. park or it's in the Bay. So there's another Marshawn Lynch and Marcus Peters doing another, you know, free picnic. Yeah. And then there you are in the batting cages, just like low angle, just ripping. Yeah. And then shout out Cabby. Send this film to the Blue Jays right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in, we're in week three of camp. Like, I'm thinking about trying my hand at baseball. And listen, you got to speak it into existence for no doubt. like it just in, in the summer months. We can just be like a three month player and then just bat 310. Yeah. And like, sorry, guys, I got to go back to the Bay. Actually, we're going to Vegas next year. Which, no state income tax, big wins. In, in Nevada. In, in Nevada. 
Good for California, yeah. not so much. Right. That's like 39% or 40%. <laughs> like they get you yeah, big time in California. Me. Thank you very much for this. It's, it's always a pleasure um, s- sitting down and speaking with you and uh, hearing your unbelievable one-liners. And um, I look forward to seeing you ply your trade in 19 on those those 16 Sundays or maybe 14 Sundays, you have a Thursday <laughs> night and then a Monday night, however it is. And, yep. and hopefully they treat you nicely on uh, HBO Hard Knocks. I appreciate that. All right, good luck this season. Luke Wilson. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Luke Wilson. This was Cabbie Presents, the podcast.